Hey everybody and welcome to Breaking Biotech, the podcast where I get into all things biotech trading related. My name is Matt and I want to thank you all for joining me. If you like what I'm doing, please hit like, subscribe, or uh, follow me at Twitter at Matthew Lapoire. And uh, yeah, so sorry for not being around in the last month. I've had a hectic little while, but uh, going to be getting back to it and doing more regular videos. So today I want to talk about two things in particular. The Atomus earnings call that happened, so they're a company that I have a pretty decent position in, and their earnings calls are particularly important because we find out how many prescribers they have and how many patients they have actually using Gokovri, which is going to affect their stock price. The other thing I want to talk about is the Trump announcement yesterday. So people have been looking forward to what the Trump administration is going to do with drug pricing, and the market responded very well to it yesterday. The XBI was up about like 3% yesterday. So about two weeks ago, Atomus had their earnings call. So for those who don't remember, Atomus has a drug out called Gokovri, and it is for treating levodopa-induced dyskinesia. And they have a patent over it. It's an extended release adamantine. Yeah, and it, they've shown a lot of data that suggests that it works a lot better than uh, immediate release adamantine. And the real kicker for them was whether or not they could get enough prescribers or enough patients on the drug. So I listened to their earnings call, and the the big takeaways here, uh, 1,608 paid prescriptions. They have 550 distinct prescribers. Um, and then they talk about other trials that they've done. The in a, a long-term uh, ease-lid study. They also talked about their recruitment for their MS walking study with Gokovri, and they also talked about this lecosamide new drug that they're trying to uh, reformulate. So this is actually a pat a protected drug from another company that they're hoping to bring to the market as that other drug expires uh, in terms of their patents. So if we compare this to the previous earnings call. They had 742 um, as of December 31st, or from December 31st to February 28th. So they've doubled their prescriptions, and they've added about 200 distinct prescribers because they had about 300 uh, according to their previous earnings call. So I'm pretty overall, I'm pretty happy with this. Uh, I am hoping that they get 3,000 paid prescriptions of Gokovri by the end of the year. So if they can maintain this and in the next earnings call we see this number around 23, 2400, I think everything will go well and I can I'm hoping that their stock price will go up between 50 and 60 uh, with the revenue generated from that. So overall, happy about this. Still holding on to my position. I'll get into my positions later in the in the video. But uh, they talked about their um, cash on hand. They still have a lot of cash on hand, which I think is very important when they're trying to roll out a sales pitch. They're uh, they're also going to get more feedback as they go about how many people like the drug and want to reuse the drug and refill a prescription. So I think that information is going to be pretty helpful, and we might get more insight into that. So other than that, they people had a lot of questions about the Osmolex uh, drama that was going on because the FDA ruled that they could sell Osmolex ER, which is a kind of a rival to Gokovri, even though they don't have any data to support their effects of the Osmolex drug compared to Gokovri. And so far with these numbers, it doesn't seem to me like they're going to be using Osmolex ER off-label, or at least they haven't been successful. The The price that they announced actually was $4,500 a year for Osmolex ER, which is actually a lot cheaper than 
the Gokovri drug, but given that the data, they don't really have a lot of data to show that it helps with dyskinesia associated with levodopa treatment in Parkinson's disease, I don't think it's actually going to be that big of a problem. So we'll see how it rolls out. I'm, I'm still holding on to my shares, and, uh, and yeah, we'll go from there. Okay, so the other thing I want to talk about is the Trump drama. So I, uh, I'm not going to make this video very political, but it, this is very has very a lot of implications for us because if Trump starts to uh, overregulate or you know does anything involving drug prices, it could obviously affect the bottom line for a lot of these pharmaceutical companies. So his rhetoric's always been that uh, pharma's gouging the consumer in the U.S. and while I tend to disagree with that, I do think that the system in the U.S. makes it difficult for people in the individual market to uh, save money when it comes to health care. So given that rhetoric, he, he hit on a few points associated with uh, negotiation between ph uh, pharmaceutical companies and different payers. And so I think that that's all fine. It's not, it's not super important. Um, at least in terms of what I think is is the takeaway from his talk. So one of the things is that he's worried about the patent system, how a lot of drugs or a lot of companies try to reformulate drugs like Atomus has done and gotten patent protection from that. So he didn't give too many details about whether or not that's going to or how he's going to enforce that and make it seem like you can't uh, reformulate drugs to get extra patent protection. But... It seems like they might try to write something that prevents companies from doing that. So we'll see how that goes. That was pretty informal. Uh, the big thing I think that was good is that he's going to try and get foreign companies to pay more for their drugs. So pharmaceutical companies are able to negotiate their prices with foreign centralized healthcare systems. The United States obviously doesn't have a single-payer healthcare system, but a lot of social, more socialized countries do, like Canada and a lot of European countries, and they're able to negotiate a cheaper price because they have so many people that are going to be buying the drug. And this makes it, uh, on its face value, difficult because Americans see this and they, they want to know what's going on. So out of the gate, I don't think that this is going to change drug prices here. If pharmaceutical companies charge more abroad, I don't think that means that they're going to be able to charge less here. So just... That, that doesn't seem like a very realistic thing. But if Trump manages to negotiate trade deals that are going to increase the profits of pharma, then that's obviously going to be great for those of us who are invested in biotech and pharmaceuticals. So I think that's the kicker that pharma responded to on Friday, leading to the XBI going up as much as it did, because they uh, pharm pharma has to negotiate and if these centralized healthcare systems don't want to pay what pharmaceutical companies offer, then they're not going to buy the drug and they're just going to go somewhere else. So, so if Trump manages to negotiate a trade deal like that, then uh, that's good. So I think overall, the one thing that I was waiting for Trump to bring up is whether or not the administration was going to allow consumers to import foreign drugs. And currently they can't do that. The FDA cites that it's too risky for them, American consumers, to buy a drug from a foreign pharmacy and have it imported. Pharma domestically, I think, has successfully lobbied government to make that illegal, forcing the drug prices here to be as high as they are. So Trump didn't comment on that at all, so I think that's going to remain uh, a thing. And unfortunately, I don't think that 
whatever Trump talked about yesterday is going to change drug prices very much, but it does look relatively bullish for pharma as a whole. So I think that's good for, for us anyway. Okay, so the last thing I'm going to touch on is an update on my portfolio. Uh, these are the companies. So the positions that I've added to, I added to my fate position. I added to, or I bought some Bristol Myers. Uh, I think they have a great pipeline and their earnings weren't very impressive. So I thought it was a good chance to pick up some and I got a bunch at 54 and I'm down in the position, but it's going to be a long-term hold. So I'm not too worried. So Madrigal has been coming up despite uh, me still being down. Amune as well, I'm still down. Gilead took a hit on their earnings as well. Uh, so Atomus has been slowly climbing up, and I'm encouraged by that. I think the report that they showed was good, so I should expect that to continue. My Lumina position is keeping everything afloat. They had a good earnings as well. Fate took a hit. Their earnings came out on uh, Thursday night, and they reported a less than expected uh, revenue or earnings per share so I think so that's why I picked them up I think it's still a contender for a buyout opportunity given what's been going on in the car T space so I think they're a buy at this price for sure Spark has uh, been all over the place given the Avexis buyout so they've been up and down but I am still going to keep holding them and of course Bristol Myers I'm, I'm down a bit so overall for the for since I bought these positions, I'm down about a percent and a half. Compared to XBI and the S&P, I'm not doing very well. So I am still convinced that I have a, uh, I'm going to have long-term success in this portfolio. So if you look at the chart here, XBI did really well this past week, and so did the S&P actually. So in terms of volatility, this week was actually a kind of a change-up. We saw a lot, a big decrease in the volatility in the SPX and the XBI. So uh, some people are, are thinking that the volatility that we've been seeing is no longer going to occur and that we're going to be smooth sailing and hitting all-time highs again. There's some evidence to see that. The, the Buffett news with Apple really put a lot of fire behind technology anyway, but it remains to be seen. I'm, I'm cautiously trading more, increasing my positions in other areas, but I, uh, I don't know if we're out of the woodwork just yet. So with that, everybody, I'm going to wrap it up. I want to thank everybody for listening and watching. I'm going to try to get back to doing a weekly video and branch out a little bit and try to look at more individual companies and analyze some of the trial data that they have coming out. So thanks a lot for watching, guys. And if you like what I'm doing, please like, subscribe, or tell a friend. Thanks.